All right, folks, you're back with the Camardo Wealth Leaders on Camardo Wealth Education Radio. Continuing our discussion of some of the problems uh, in the senior market, abusive sales practices, unsuitable products, and so forth. And, and part of the findings of the study uh, was that financial advisors, and most of these are commission folks at stockbrokers or insurance companies, are uh, um, the, the suggesting unsuitable products mostly because of commissions. There's a lot of money in some of these uh, the products. Uh, or failing to adequately disclose the, the related risks. Rob, this is something I know that you see a lot of uh, in your practice. And what's your take on uh, on suitable investments and abusive sales products that you've seen in the marketplace? Well, there are two things that strike me, particularly with annuities. One is the length of the surrender charge, period, and the amount of the surrender charge itself. And just to back up a little bit, what what is the surrender charge for the folks that don't know? Uh, essentially there's a time period that the insurance company wants to recoup its expenses for putting new business on the books. So if I put in $100,000 and I take my money out in the first year, I might have a 10% surrender charge, which means 10% of my principal for the most part will not be returned to me. Yeah, with mutual funds, they used to call it a back-end load, which means although the salesperson is getting an upfront commission, it's not evident. You don't see any accounting of that. If you put $100,000 into annuity, and the agent gets ten percent or ten grand, which is a lot of your money, really. At the end of the day, it doesn't get created, you know, from uh, by magic. It's got to come from your money. But you don't see that commission. The whole hundred thousand dollars appears to be invested, right? Yes. But if I, you want your money back the next day, what happens? Uh, you're going to lose. You know, you're going to lose some of your principal. And uh, well, you have to pay that ten percent. If it's a ten yeah. percent surrender charge, you put in a hundred, you change your mind, you want your money back, you get ninety grand because that ten grand went to cover the commission mostly. That's right. You know, if uh, if the like in New York, you're required to disclose what your commission is. If you did that here, and if you had a uh, hundred thousand dollars, you were putting into annuity. And the advisor said, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to make ten thousand dollars from doing this." I think the client might be a little surprised. And they go, I've seen them a lot higher than 10, 10, 10% well, by the way. Right. And the longer the surrender charge, you can usually figure the higher the commission being paid to the advisor. And if you see these products with high front first year bonuses, you're going to see larger surrender term periods and charges that may not decline for several years. That's the other thing. You know, you think, oh, it's 10% year one and it doesn't go down after that. In some cases, it may stay at 10 or 12% for several years. You know, I've seen them so bad in some cases, not a lot, but so bad that you can't even get your money out, you know, like till you're 80 or something. You know, so you've got a 65-year-old person and the money is locked up. You cannot even get a disbursement till later on. Right. Now, the good news is for people who are over 65, you know, the commissions are a little bit less because the insurance companies have had to file the products with a lower commission rate. Uh, to protect seniors. Yeah, and, and one of the real problems, I think, you know, as we seg into this, uh, um, this General Accounting Office uh, uh, paper that, uh, that we looked at that I'm, uh, from one of my Ph.D. courses that we're studying, um, is f- folks really have a hard time telling the difference between highly trained financial advisors, as we all like to think that we are, um, and folks that just have a basic license, like a Series 65, uh, or Series 6 or 7, or even a life insurance company license. Is that right, Rob? Yes, it is. Uh, well, a lot of these firms, you know, they need to better, probably better train. Like you said, a lot of these register reps, they don't have designations. They haven't done further study. You know, uh, Finner is probably going to expect that these firms start to train these folks, and these folks that are going to higher-yield-type products have to be cognizant of the time frames these clients have for recovery because they are increasing their risk. 
Yeah, and it should be a red flag for all you firms out there, larger firms and managers, to uh, to definitely harness your registered reps the knowledge that they do or don't have. And the other thing that seniors have to be on the lookout for, even though there's been some changes in the last few years, is that there were a lot of designations that advisors use, particularly on the insurance side. And particularly for seniors. Yeah, right? to connote that they were experts in, 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 in uh, planning for seniors when, in fact, it's just a designation that makes it easier for them to try to sell annuities. It's, it's real, and really not much substance to the training, if I use that term loosely. They just a couple of weekends, right? I mean, it was not as if you had to go to school for a couple of years to get it. Right. And I mean, in many cases, it's not even a test. The, rig- yeah. the ridiculous topics uh, would be to write larger and hand them larger pens to write with because they're more comfortable. That's part of the curriculum, if you I know I haven't had. Well, Jonathan, I'm glad that you've moved on to more serious designations yourself. Absolutely. I haven't been through one of those. I headed up to Kansas City, Missouri for that one. The, uh, um, the so the general accounting office found, and and uh, um, a lot of folks really don't appreciate, there is no specific direct regulation of financial planners. There is no regulation of financial planners whatsoever. The only regulation that really exists is at the Security Exchange Commission. Uh, because financial planning is considered to be investment advice, so financial planners must be registered as investment advisors. And I can tell you there's a lot of them out there that aren't, especially these insurance folks uh, that are selling annuity products and calling themselves financial planners. So it really is the wild, wild west out there. And it's hard for people to know the difference because if you have an attractive person that shows up in a suit, uh, it seems very uh, um, amiable. You know, it's hard to know. Gee whiz. You know, if you go to a doctor, you know if they're an MD or not. You know, they, don't, they don't have a doctor in front of their name. You know they're not a physician. Not so in our business, eh, Rob? That's correct. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, these people who are coming to pitch the seniors, uh, they, uh, you know, they want to tell them take money out of uh, the investments that they have because they want to be in something secure and they will tell them to move money that are in investment accounts and put them into an annuity product. Well, they have no business really, you know, giving that type of advice because they're, they're not even, you know, trained or licensed in the investment arena in the first place, and a number of states have outlawed that. Yes, Kim, it does. Sonia? Yeah. Um, no, just a quick question, um, you know, because there are so many people um, calling on potential clients on a regular basis. What can I do as um, an individual to learn more about the person who's sitting in front of me? What type of questions should I be asking? Or what, what can I do to become educated to uh, work with insurance agents or well, I think planners? I think the, the first, really, the first thing to know is, is this person a fiduciary? You know, you've, you've seen a lot of that in the news now. I think it will be increasing. And all this is really spring from Dodd-Frank a few years ago, the study uh, that I mentioned uh, um, that was based on and help uh, that uh, uh, based on that legislation, but are people required to put your interests first? Are they a fiduciary? Most of them aren't. Insurance agents are not. Stockbrokers, folks at you know big wirehouses, and they call themselves financial advisors, are not required to put your interests first. Are they a fiduciary? So the first thing I think I would ask is, are you a fiduciary, and will you put that in writing? Because if this doesn't turn out to be good for me and in my best interest, then I've got some evidence that you misled me, and I, I have some recourse against you. Right? Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. In the last few years, while that was put in to protect, you know, seniors, and every time a, if you're 65 or over and you want to purchase an annuity, you now have to do a, uh, a financial suitability test. 
And that all that means is, do you are you not putting all your money into an annuity? It has nothing to really do with is this truly the best investment or no, the best place agents, to put your money. In fact, part of the study, they, the insurance agents don't want to be fiduciaries because, or insurance companies don't want their agents to be fiduciaries because they'll be required. You know, it just brings on a whole lot more liability and probably lower profitability than the current investment model. So I think the first thing is, are you a fiduciary? Second thing is how well studied are you? Do you have serious credentials? Do you have a degree, a college degree in financial planning? Do you have a master's in financial planning? Do you, are you a certified financial planner certificate or a charter financial consultant? And those are really just the very basic. Another one is the, the, the CPA's PFS or personal financial specialist. Just the most, and that's not you know, the end of the, um, the rainbow for financial planning education. That's just the first basics in our view, right, Jonathan? You started uh, with a CFP probably 10 years ago so now and now have as many letters as I do. Now, what's your take on that? Well, no, it is. It's, it's like uh, getting out of medical school with your general MD, but then you're going to be an orthopedic or a plastics individual. You have to get your general MD and then your area of focus, right? So an OD or whatever you do uh, you know, after that. Um, you know, or you become licensed. Uh, if you're a plastic surgeon, Rob, then you have to get licensed through the American Society. You're continuing to study. Yeah, orthopedic and I'm, I'm surgeons, not, And just to put things surgeons. in context, CFP is you don't have to have any college courses to get a CFP. You've got to pass the exam, and you've, got, you've really just got to pass the exam and, and take some of the training. Uh, but compared to medical school, which is a four-year degree, plus how long is medical school? Three years, Rob? Medical school is going to be four years, plus your residency, and, you know, you may have... Uh, some additional work that you're doing for your specialty. Yeah, uh, so, just, I mean, just, you, you could just, be in your early 30s by the time yeah, you're out so, practicing. So this is good. And this is actually, that's a great point you brought up, Jonathan. I want to carry that over the, uh, the break. We'll pick that up uh, on the, uh, the, the, the next segment for our Jacksonville listeners because we're going right now to the Tampa segment, which is Tampa only, but we'll continue that discussion of financial planning credentials in a little bit. And remember, you know, seniors, particularly if you have annuities or you're thinking about getting annuities, you'll want to call in. For a free report, the truth about annuities, to learn about some of these pitfalls. Do you have them? What can you do to get out? You know, what the expenses are. And if you're looking at them, you know, maybe some of the things you might want to avoid. Call us at 800-262-1083. That is 800-262-1083 for your free report, the truth about annuities. Stay with your Camarda Wealth Leaders right here on OKV and WWBA.